Welcome back to Obscure Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words, where we talk everything kind of about movies, I guess, you know, you know, or the filmmaking process. We are in the midst of our 31 Days of Horror, and today we are talking about from 1963, Robert Weiss's, Wise's, Robert Wise's, uh, The Haunting. An oldie but a goodie. An oldie but a goodie. So this movie uh, is interesting uh, so just a brief thing. This was remade into The Haunting of Hill House, which is on Amazon, uh, which is on Netflix in season two, which is nothing to do with The Haunting. It's like a whole new spin. It's maybe Shirley Jackson inspired. Um, but I wouldn't m- say nothing to do with The Haunting, but it, it's a, it, it's an expansion of the universe. It's an ex- ex- mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and but The Haunting came out in 1963 and Robert Wise Wise is known best for kind of working with Stan uh working with Orson Welles. He probably did the you know, when Orson Welles kind of disappeared, he did the definitive cut of the Magnificent Ambersons and he also did West Side Story and Star Trek the Motion Picture. So he was definitely an old Hollywood guy, knew knew the ins and outs, and he made a pretty good horror movie in my opinion. Um, though I fell asleep uh watching it the second time, but I've seen it before. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. I think it's a really good horror movie and it's a really good ghost story in general. And I think the way that it's filmed was just like really ahead of its time and really unique. And that's what make it makes it really scary because, you know, you don't ever really see a ghost in that movie. Never. It's all sound. Yeah, it's all sound. Filming techniques and like the couple jump scare things are either a, a camera movement or... um an actual person. Yeah. The uh, I thought this movie is um it yeah, it it atmospherically the first time I saw this movie which was back in it was like January of like last last of 2019 when I saw this um it was I thought it was terrifying. It definitely helped influence the way I thought about some things we wanted to do in our movie. Um there's a one particular sequence uh where they're in the bedroom and there's like banging on the walls. And for whatever reason, it it is like absolutely terrifying. And there's no jump scare. Realistically, it's all atmosphere and sound and reactions. And um, that to me, that's one in particularly scary scene that uh, definitely you could see how that the moodiness of that scene influenced the Netflix, mm-hmm. The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I agree. There's like. There's that scene and then they bring back the same kind of concept later into the movie with more of the characters involved and it's just terrifying like the sound design and the way that the walls are filmed and so so in those two scenes it's like just this intense pounding that's happening on the walls and traveling you know into different parts of the room and then it focuses on the door and you know, the characters are like, it's trying to get in and like they're the ones that's really making you feel scared. But and then the sound design and like there's a slow turn of like the doorknob and it's just so terrifying and and so simple. And you'll definitely see um, when our movie comes out, Dangerous Creation, there's there's a little bit of influence um, in one scene in particular in our film Mm -hmm. because it just stuck out to us so much. And we were like, this is just a fabulous technique and really effective. Yeah, this in the movie, Robert Wise was like I mentioned before, it's kind of like a Hollywood guy. He really 
thought about filming techniques and he's definitely like a director's director because they made use of like different film stock that had not been used as much in movies before, such as like infrared uh, film stock to like get exposures of the house at night without lighting it, uh, which you can't really tell when you see it. But at the time it would have been like, I don't know where the lights were put, you know? And so like very insider Hollywood thing. There's a couple of shots that are, I think are just absolutely beautiful and Gothic and very quasi film noir almost in the way, like the use of shadows and things like there's this whole kind of monologue at the beginning of the movie where it describes the history of Hill House. And, you know, there's a couple of shots that reminded me of like Ace in the Hole or, you know, just putting the camera in places that are non-traditional. Um, do you want to talk about some of the things you might have not liked about this movie? Because there are certain things about this movie that have not aged particularly well. Yeah, I mean, the acting was all very well done and, you know, it has that old Hollywood feel and maybe sometimes the dialogue of the script for some of the characters is not great it was a little over the top like everyone seems to be a character caricature of you know themselves and then and their personalities are like very very one way or the other um and so I think that was one of the questions that I had asked Andrew after watching it was um I wonder how close the characters are in the movie to the book because I know the book was written by Shirley Jackson and she was a very progressive woman and writer and you know <laughs> this was an amazing book for her to write um a lot of women you know didn't write horror back then and you know there's there's the few like Mary Shelley who stick out, stick out but you know and so I was interested because the women characters are not portrayed very um very well they're definitely in one they're just one person or another like for example our main character Eleanor you know she's portrayed as kind of pretty crazy and very weak and and jumps to conclusions all the time and very frail really frail and you're just like okay woman like <laughs> give it a rest and then you know her the other woman in the story um Theo is supposed to be a really progressive woman and, um, you know, dresses in pants and has short hair and is very, like, modern. Um, and there's even some allusions to that she might be a lesbian. And, you know, she's a great character, but then they had to go and kind of make her a bitch and make her too mean in some cases. And it's just... Right, almost like too mean to be a wife. You know, like that's like the context that kind of like. Yeah. You know. And, you know, like Nell, Eleanor and Theo, you know, sometimes they stick together, but most of the time they're fighting with each other and there's no like camaraderie. And, you know, Eleanor like snaps and calls Theo like a mistake of nature. And that's, you know, part of the the unspoken. She's a lesbian and here's someone insulting her. So, you know, and then and then finally there's a third woman character who comes in towards the end. But you know of her, it's the doctor's wife and everything you know about the doctor's wife is she does not approve of his ghost hunting and his his work as a scientist and you know, so she shows up and she's like super stubborn and, and skeptical and skeptical and also really unlikable and you know, and it's just like why are there no middle ground women characters in the story? Yeah, it was uh, 
it's really interesting in the in that sphere in the sphere of like oh like i don't understand maybe what was in the book and what kind of adapted because it is very dated picture pictures of femininity at that moment in history for better or for worse uh uh or it's completely for worse let's just be honest with ourselves <laughs> um i thought the voiceover that they added to Ju- for julie harris the one that played um the main character for her they like the voiceover makes her even more frail even more pathetic and like has no even at the end of the movie where she kind of takes ownership and and like sacrifices herself to turn over to the house it's not in this like moment of finding herself it's more in this like kind of like she's not good enough she doesn't think that she'll ever be able to function in a real society therefore it might as well she might as well be dead you know like mm-hmm. it's, it's a that's my like maybe somewhat pessimistic version of it uh i'd like to quickly mention that we watched another movie this year called shirley uh with elizabeth moss uh directed by josephine decker that came out this year it's about shirley jackson they don't explicitly say she's writing hill house she's not she's writing a different book but she's writing a different book Mm -hmm. right so um but it's a very interesting movie i think some of it's fairly accurate to how shirley jackson was there's some leniences on um you know uh what happens what book she's writing and the timing and she doesn't have any children in the movie but she had children around that time in real life and so they you know take liberties there but i think the essence of her person really comes out and and especially um the actress who plays her elizabeth moss yes thank you (laughs) Um, yeah, I think it, they did a really good job and it's a pretty good movie. It's not like perfect, but it's a good, it's a good, yeah. I mean, Elizabeth Moss is, is pretty like, in, it's really interesting cause it's not, I think sometimes she gets overly put in these roles of like st- strong women that are like put upon and like, that's like who she kind of played at the beginning of Mad Men and that's definitely who she plays in like the strong woman, but is like being crushed by society in the handmaid's tale. So in, in Shirley, she kind of plays a, a, a different kind of character that's like it was interesting to see her do someone as complicated and it shows how, what range she kind of has as like an actress to play mm-hmm. a, a very different character for her yeah and i think that brings up back to the differences between maybe the book and the movie with the haunting is i know shirley jackson had a history with depression and you know i could see some of that in the eleanor character however it wasn't described as be- depression more than insanity and i really wonder if there's more nuance in the book and so i really do want to read the book mm-hmm. as a way to like compare and and also see what similarities might be carried over into the haunting netflix show because we absolutely love that show and we know the storylines are not based on the haunting but mm-hmm. the house and some of the background and some of the vibes yeah i think it's a it's a the haunting is a really good watch because we make a lot of Alfred Hitchcock, his movies from the, from this, like from the golden, from like that period in Hollywood, you know, in the sixties, the fifties, forties, fifties, sixties. Um, and then it's kind of like, there's a lot of people who kind of get pushed into campy, campy kind of movies, movies that were more about like a quick buck for the studio. And this is definitely an artfully done movie in the terms of like the production quality. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was a cut above. I mean, this is as good as, in my opinion, as some of Hitchcock's work 
I think. I mean, it's not as good as the best Hitchcock, but it's as good as a lot of the kind of what we consider lesser Hitchcock works. I agree. I mean, it, it's not a thriller, so you can't compare it in like that sense. But in terms of a, a ghost story, I mean, Hitchcock didn't really do any ghost stories, I don't think. But it's very well done. It's almost two hours, but it's pretty captivating the entire time. And yep. yeah, the production design is just genius and the camera work is still more impressive than some of the things I've seen that come out now. Um, and I always love a good a good horror movie set in New England. Those always do it for me. <laughs> um, Shirley Jackson wrote uh, a lot of her work like 20 minutes from where I grew up. So uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, I like this movie. I like The Haunting a lot. We don't do ratings or anything like that. But definitely go check it out. Uh, the t- first 20 minutes, I think, are the most dated of the movie. I think the first 20 minutes, you're like, oh, my gosh, this doesn't have any semblance to what the world we're living in now. But once they get to the house in present, in their present time, you're along for the ride completely. Mm-hmm. And if Doctor Who has made you scared of statues, this movie will also make you a little freaked out. All right. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Famous Last Words, 31 Days of Horror. I'm Andrew. And I'm Teresa. 